0: girlfriends episode number 80 simple ways to grow closer to God hello and welcome to girlfriends I'm Danielle Bean I'm a wife and a mom and I'm on a mission to help you know your worth as a woman so you can find peace balance and joy in family living this week we're talking about food budgets hormones and some easy ways to focus on growing in your relationship with God it's time to get started here we go Hey girlfriends, how are you? Welcome to episode number 80. I can't believe this is the 80th episode I'm recording. It doesn't feel like it's been that long that I've been doing this, but cool. (laughs) I think that's a cool accomplishment. I'm thrilled. So number 80, how are you? How was your week? I have been hormonal, sorry, but it's true. (laughs) And I think it's good for us as girlfriends to be honest about some of these struggles we go through chemically throughout our lives, because it's been my experience that whether you're a mom or not, but especially if you're a mom, Hormone fluctuations are a part of the female existence, and it's something that we all struggle with, some of us more than others, um, and we struggle with in different ways, perhaps, and I'm finding at this stage in my life, it's a little crazy. Uh, It was crazy as a teenager. It's crazy as a pregnant mom. It's crazy as a nursing mom, postpartum mom. It's crazy as a 45-year-old mom. I don't know exactly what's going on, but I do know I'm hormonal. So, the way I know is, um, getting really angry <laughs> with some of my family members, mostly my poor husband, unfairly, and, um, needing to apologize, and this isn't something I'm in the habit of doing, like, this past weekend, um, I was a jerk, and it's not like me to be like that in our relationship, and I felt terrible about it, and it was really a struggle for me, um, I realized after the fact just how mean I was and that it's not who I want to be. And, yeah, we can blame hormones, girls. We can do that. Um, and for sure, that's a factor. But we're still responsible for our behavior, you know, unless you're psychotic and, you know, need to be hospitalized we're responsible for overcoming some of those challenges and obstacles toward happy, healthy relationships. And sometimes they're chemical challenges, chemical obstacles toward being a happy, loving wife. And so anyway, that's something that I've been dealing with. And I'm not even sure what's going on. I do know that for a couple of weeks now, I've been experiencing headaches that I know are hormones. You know, you just... You know, (laughs) Uh, I don't usually have headaches. And when I get this certain kind, I know it's like a hormonal fluctuation thing going on also increased tiredness that I don't know if I should just blame stress because you know it's been stressful starting the business over the past couple of weeks supporting Dan and the work that he's doing while working my job caring for the kids in the household it's been a lot when I'm honest with myself uh, I have to admit that it's a lot and it's been a little bit difficult for me Um, but I don't know I've been noticing increased tiredness uh, fatigue in my regular days like I'll go out to do a workout. I've been pretty good about sticking to my workout routine, missing some here and there as life is busy, but um, I'll go out to do a regular run that I, I do on a regular basis. And once I'm out there, I just feel like, I just want to stop and walk, which I'm not saying never has happened to me in the past, for sure. That's part of the running experience, wanting to stop and walk. But on an ongoing basis and even at the start of a workout when there's no reason for me to feel that tired or depleted, I'm just like, I can't do this. I need to walk. And so, you know, noticing little things like that. um, But then the worst part is the moodiness. The worst part is... um, you know, my emotions and the fact that I need to keep them under control, I need to be fair to my family. So working on that challenge this week, um, I don't feel like I have anything going on that needs any kind of medical intervention at this point, you may, And, you know, people go through different stages in their life where sometimes they do need to go to the doctor, get at least an evaluation, get a check of your hormone levels and see what you might be dealing with. Um, But if that's you, for sure, you know, get that help that you need. But if you're just like me, kind of struggling with the day-to-day fluctuations of your body chemistry... Uh, I'll be praying for you and I ask you to pray for me because this is not an easy thing and um, it's not something I'm used to being challenged with I definitely have experienced you know problems with hormones and whatnot throughout my my life especially my family life as I've you know had several children and nurse them and whatnot but at this level I guess it's you know it's a whole new thing this perimenopausal because I'm not menopausal <laughs> unfortunately i'm not um so just the that kind of fluctuation i don't know it's a whole new thing that i'm dealing with anyway if you have any great stories to share that might make me feel not so alone in that struggle i would love to hear them you can email me danielle at daniellebean.com or leave me a vox or connect with me at Danielbean.com where you can leave a voicemail. I just think it's important to be honest about these struggles. It's embarrassing. It's stupid. It really kind of wounds my pride, the fact that I was such a jerk. And I'm not used to being a jerk in our relationship. Not that I'm perfect, but I'm not usually a jerk. So tough for me. It's been tough. Anyway, so beyond the hormones, I wanted to talk just briefly about grocery budgets. And this is my own selfishness because I've been working on my grocery budget. This is something that I hate to do. I am not a coupon person. I'm not even going to try to become one. I, I can't do that. It's too much time. And my brain, like some people love it, like they love the challenge and I don't, so that's never gonna be me. I love to hit a sale and maybe stock up my freezer with something that's on sale, but um, I'm never gonna be the coupon clipper or one of those extreme couponers that you see on TV. Um, So that's not gonna be me, but, this isn't something that i've been working on recently um mostly because of dan starting the business i've been looking for ways like where can we you know tighten up our budget it's been pretty tight and um where can we save a little bit of money to make things a little easier for the for that um and the grocery budget i knew is a place where i could do that because that is where i will tend to if life is busy I just don't even pay attention to it. It's huge. Our budget is huge. We have 10 people uh, living and eating here this summer so our grocery budget is pretty much through the roof. I mean, it's pretty much max consumption around here. And, uh, it has been in the past, uh, an area where I didn't put a lot of effort into saving money, more about saving my own energy and my own, you know, like I would plan meals and all of that, but I wouldn't pay a whole lot of attention to cutting corners and only buying what's on sale and that kind of thing uh, was where I was conserving my mental energy but now I decided that's worth a little bit of mental energy to see how we can um, conserve our food budget just a little bit through these last few months of summer and I put a question out on Facebook and on Twitter asking people this is in my experience something that people really like to talk about is grocery budgets um, <laughs> and ways to save money on groceries or ways to meal plan and so I thought well I'll, I'll put out the, the question and see what people have to share you know what the number one thing was that I heard on Facebook was grow your own food I don't know Um, (laughs) I told you I don't want to clip coupons I also am not a gardener Um, I do sometimes grow a garden uh, a small garden this I'm sitting in my car recording this and looking at my garden area (laughs) complete embarrassment I mean it's like so ridiculously overgrown with weeds it's it's a used to be a sweet little salad garden (laughs) an herb garden and there's even like a little angel statue in there I can't even see her because it's so overgrown with weeds anyway I am not going to grow a garden and you know what even if I grew like even if I spent a ton of time and energy and I don't love it like I, I love you know a small garden a manageable garden I like the idea of it but I know it's a huge commitment it's a lot of time and it's a lot of work um so even if I did grow a big garden, here's what's happened to me in the past. I have invested a huge amount of time and energy and, yes, money, too, in, in growing um, tomatoes, for example. Like, I wanted a big crop of tomatoes one summer. Um, they got attacked by some kind of, I don't know, bug, beetle thing, whatever. Gone. Gone. Um, another time when I grew a lot of lettuce, uh, some little groundhog thing would come every day or maybe several of them and eat it all. So yes, it's very frustrating. And it goes back, you know, Mr. McGregor <laughs> chasing Peter Rabbit out of his garden. But I find it very frustrating. And so I do not see that as a solution to grocery budgets for me in this day and age. And you know, what, am I going to feed my kids just huge vats of vegetables? I mean, I'm being realistic here. Um, I've got five sons and um, they won't stop growing and they won't stop eating and you know I, I can give them a ton of zucchini but it's only going to take me so far. <laughs> so anyway um, I don't know if you have different advice to share on more practically speaking how to save money on groceries. So far what I've been doing is um, shopping in my freezer. <laughs> this is actually a great way to save on a short-term um plan a great way to save on your grocery budget if ever you're short one week or one month um shopping in my freezer has been great we actually have a large freezer and I realize, you know if there's like you know I go through a lot of like chicken for example and so if I see chicken breast or chicken thighs or whatever on a on a good sale um I will often just buy an extra one you know I I don't usually have the budget week to week to like super invest in like you know buying you know uh 40 pounds of chicken or whatever and filling my freezer. Um, Uh, to me, that takes a level of planning and budgeting that I don't feel I'm capable of at this stage in my life. But I I will do that and, you know, buy an extra package if it's on sale and just stick it in the freezer. And I realized I was in the habit of doing that, but I wasn't in the habit of paying attention to the inventory of my freezer. So this was actually great. The last couple of weeks, um, I've been shopping in my freezer. So I like dug down deep in there. I had stuff in there. I mean, I had a turkey in there. I didn't remember. I had um, four, whole chickens like nice big Purdue chickens that I spent the past few days cooking in my instant pot and um you know adding some some carrots and some rice and yep my family's tired of that meal now they had a lot of chicken and rice and carrots but hey that was a very cheap way to feed my family um you know and I I found a lot of bacon I guess I had a sale on bacon at some point anyway um That's a good way, I found, but now even my freezer, well, there's probably still some more stuff in there. I think I've got some like frozen burgers way down in there and, um, you know, a few different ways that I, I can shop in my freezer and save some money. <laughs> it's, it's not really saving money. I mean, it is, but it's it's reaping the benefits of your, your past sort of planning in my case. Anyway, so that's one way that I've been looking to save, but also I've just been looking up some recipes that might be cheaper. Um, I tend to because I don't like the um, carbs so much. I tend to not plan a lot of meals around pasta, but guess what? I have been because it's cheap. Um, and some vegetarian meals and my family's never going to eat tofu it's never going to be their thing so I'm not doing that but like you know a a pasta-based meal that doesn't happen to have meat in it they don't always notice. It's okay. Or uh, a meal where generally, like, I would have, like, a lot of meat on, you know, on a regular basis, but now I'm, I'm beefing up the, you know, side dish or the vegetable and having less meat, um, those kinds of things. But if you have some practical strategies for um, me in the way that I describe that I shop and I live in my tendencies, I would love to hear them. I, and, you know, if we get enough, maybe I would do a show on, budget grocery shopping or um, I know we've done one on meal planning before but maybe it's time to revisit that topic I find that that's probably the biggest way well okay meal planning plus using leftovers like planning to use leftovers making sure you use your leftovers are some of the biggest ways that I am able to save money on a regular basis with regard to my grocery shopping so if you have ideas please share them with me you can send them to me at danielle at daniellebean.com or connect with me on Voxer or go to DanielleBean.com and click leave voicemail. I would love to hear from you. And like I said, maybe we'll do a future episode on that topic. Now on to this week's topic. This week, we are talking about simple ways to grow closer to God. You know, I I don't want to make this sound cutesy or, you know, oversimplify it, but I was thinking about um, some Easy ways because, you know, I think this is like a big thing that a lot of people struggle with is wanting to know where to start, like wanting to grow closer to God, wanting to make sure you're making progress in your spiritual life, even though you're a busy person, even though your life is filled with obligations and responsibilities and distractions that pull you in a million different directions. And I think this is just the basic place where we mostly find ourselves. Um, Maybe you're a spiritual rock star and none of this is going to be relevant for you. But um, this topic this week is going to be for those of us who are just kind of in the everyday, you know, making forward and backward progress in our spiritual lives and and wanting to make that forward progress and maybe sometimes overcomplicating it or putting it off because it feels overwhelming, like I have to do all these things in order to be the good Catholic that I want to be, well, maybe it doesn't have to be as complicated as that. I was thinking about some small ways that we can make some, you know, kind of daily habits that will help us to grow in our relationship with God. So, you know, like I always remind you, like my mom reminds me that we're always making progress in our spiritual lives, whether it's forward or backward, we get to choose. So, I just want to focus on some simple, not overwhelming ways that um, everybody can, kind of one small step at a time, totally doable, improve your relationship with God, which is what we're all supposed to be doing, right? That's what we're here for. We're supposed to be um, growing closer to God. We're supposed to be looking for communion and connection with our Creator. That's what we're built for. That's what we're made for we're hopefully going to experience that in a beautiful way in the next life forever and ever. But here on earth, it's a struggle. There's stuff that gets in the way. So, okay. The first way that I want to share, I just have four little ideas that I want to share. The first one is doing a morning offering. Now I've talked about this on the show before and it's pretty easy to find one online or whatever. If you want to memorize one, I have one memorized from my childhood. Um, and I was recently gratified to realize it's, it's from Fatima, um, the one that I have memorized, and I'll share it in the show notes if you're interested in using that one. Um, I think I once upon a time knew it was from Fatima, but somehow that was lost and forgotten over the years. And I, you know, it's such an a simple thing that sometimes we sort of you know brush it off as like what you know what what's the value of a morning offering or we think it's childish or something but to me i think it's such an important way to set your mind For the day and it can take just a few minutes and you know maybe even before you get out of bed that's when I try to pray it is if um, before I actually get out of bed and start doing something else you can pray it like while you're brushing your teeth or taking a shower but I find that if I put it off that long then I might get distracted and just start thinking about other things before I manage to get that morning offering in but um, along those lines one way to remind yourself to say it is to put one on the bathroom mirror you're going to see it in the morning and bonus your kids your husband other people will see it and be reminded to also pray that morning offering Um, but you know first thing put your mind in the right place remind yourself why you're alive what your purpose is what your goal is and so giving your day to God you know before anything even happens I always find that it's so it's, it's so helpful to me if I do pray that morning offering to remember it throughout the day. And the more you do this, the more you'll get in the habit of doing it. Um, kind of, I've cultivated over the years the idea of revisiting my morning offering. You know, you get in the habit of offering things up, giving your day to God at the start before you even know what's going to happen. But then in the moment when There's something to offer up. You know, I've thought about doing a whole show on this concept of offering it up because it's such a Catholic concept. And I think it can be misunderstood. And some people hate it. They loathe the very idea of being told to offer things up. Um, But it's such a beautiful idea and it's so empowering to me. I think the fact that our work, our suffering can be worth something can be that can be applied, you know, the graces of that, the graces received in that, um, the merit in that can we can give that to God. We can return it as this beautiful gift to God. We we can suffer, and it can feel like it has no meaning and no worth. But this gives it infinite worth. And even if it's something stupid, you know, something annoying, that I find that the more I get in the habit of revisiting my morning offering, and years ago I I, I cultivated the habit of just repeating my morning offering. In those moments, you don't have to do it out loud. You can if you want. Um, when something's super annoying, something's disappointing. Um, you feel sad, or um, something's hard, anything in all of those moments. And then I started cultivating the habit of repeating it you know, even when good things happen to sort of as a reminder to myself that it's all for God. It's all for God's glory. Everything that we're doing, everything that we experience through the day is, is meant to be shared with God. It's meant to be shared with our creator, that we're supposed to be in communion with him and giving him everything that we do, everything we think, everything we say, everything we accomplish comes through him and with him. So I find that the morning offering is more than just a morning offering. It's kind of, and you can make it this in a daily reminder to be turning to god in all the little things in your day that giving them back to him in that very natural you know child parent relationship like turning to him like a little child does to his mother or father and giving him back everything just giving it to him um i find that's a very beautiful thing and it's so helpful to me spiritually and even just in a very practical way emotionally in the moment to remind myself uh, especially if you know something Disappointing or hurtful is happening, that it has worth to remind myself that it has worth, and I I get to decide if I'm if I'm going to to fight it or if I'm going to accept it and offer it up. Um, so that's the first one, a morning offering. Even if all you do is pray it in the morning, it has such value because. You're giving your whole day to God. And even if you don't think about it again, you know, you, you've had that moment in the morning where you told God that's your intention. And so it really just, you know, gives him everything that you're going to experience that day, turning to God and all the big and all the little things of your day. It's such a beautiful habit to practice. All right. The next thing I want to mention um, in a simple way to grow closer to God is to do some spiritual reading. We know this, right? You probably do too. Uh, But I have a giant pile of books next to my bed and they're great books. Some of them I've read before. Some of them are new books that I want to read that are by, you know, Catholic authors or classic Catholic authors that I admire and I want to learn from. There's such great material out there. And I think some of us are in the habit of purchasing the material, but then maybe not making the time to actually read it. This is something I've been working on, um, you know, and one way that you can make it easier is to make it easier, you know, to pick up the book in a moment of downtime. One thing that I've been doing is, uh, especially this summer, I have a big bag that I carry pretty much everywhere I go. And I just throw a couple of books that I've been wanting to take a look at into the bag and that way when I find myself sitting somewhere as I as I do we're all busy but we all find ourselves sometimes with lag time waiting time sitting in the car time whatever In those moments, if you have it with you, you can open it up instead of checking Facebook on your phone. You can open up your book that you've been meaning to read that's going to maybe edify you spiritually, maybe going to inspire you a little bit. Um, And, you know, I think it's important for us to recognize that even a little bit, a little bit of time, you know, because part of the problem I think is that sometimes we think, I can't. I can't do any spiritual reading because I don't have an hour and a half that's free in the afternoon, you know, where I can sit and really get into my book. Well, do you have two minutes? (laughs) You know, start with that. Um, One thing that I did was, you know, I mentioned the pile of books by my bed. I was never getting around to it and I was never reading in bed. It's sort of a habit that Dan and I have not been in for years. Like, well, if we're going to read, it'll be downstairs and we don't really read in bed. Um, But... I realized that, you know, Dan and I always make an effort to go to bed at the same time every night. It's just something that's kind of important to us. And I find that that time that we spend before we fall asleep, just kind of reconnecting and, you know, talking a little bit is really beneficial to our relationship. So that's something that we've been focused on is going to bed at the same time throughout our marriage really um but and sometimes it's harder than others but we really do make that effort so part of making that effort is you know at the end of the night when you know i i'll pack up downstairs pick up the kitchen whatever needs to be done downstairs and then i'll head upstairs um i usually you know brush my teeth wash my face and all that stuff in the downstairs bathroom and dan gets ready for bed in the upstairs bathroom well i don't know he takes longer than i do (laughs) And I'll end up in our room, you know, waiting for him to come to bed. And it's not a ton of time. It's probably less than five minutes every night that I find myself sitting there. But in the past, I kind of resisted the idea of picking up a book at that time because I know he's going to come in in less than five minutes and we're going to turn out the lights. But um, that's dumb why can't I read for those less than five minutes? So I've been working on doing that, just picking up a book, even if it's going to be just a couple of minutes. But, you know, we can apply that to any part of our day where you might find yourself with such a small amount of time that you normally would think, oh, it's not worth picking up a book. Do it. Just do it. And I find that, especially if it's a good book, I'll make more time to read it, but I have to get started reading it and have to begin to appreciate it. And, you know, so some of those books that I've picked up at night, then I'm sticking them in my bag for the next day because I, I, I want to continue reading them. I want to, I want to read more of it. So that's an easy way to make it easier for yourself. And, you know, one thing that I I recently heard on a podcast it's the Jim Quick podcast I don't know if you're familiar he he's not a a spiritual leader at all he's um he's kind of like a mind tricks mind training brain training I guess I would call it, kind of guru. He had um, a brain injury as a, a child. And in working to overcome it, he kind of developed these different um, skills and ways of developing these skills for memory and for learning and for studying. And he shares them in his podcast. It's Jim Quick, K W I. K, or maybe it's CK. I can't remember, but you'll find him. He's super popular. He'll come up if you're interested. Anyway, one of the shows he did recently was about developing habits and developing the habit of reading in particular. And he was recommending, you know, start where you are. Don't say, you know, I have to read for 15 minutes every day or I'm a failure. Start with, I'm going to sit down and open the book. Like he made it that you know broke it down that simple that basic like consider that a success and then you know the next time make make time to do more than that you know and I found that was really helpful because I think we do kind of set up these goals and yet reading for 15 minutes sounds so lame like of course you should be able to do that and if you can't you are a failure but no you know start where you are and consider any progress forward success and you know work from there i, I sit down open up the book and maybe read a couple sentences you know start there and Um, I think you'll find that you make more and more time for it because, you know, we want this as a goal because it's a good thing and it's, it's good for us, but it's also very pleasurable. It's also very pleasant to, to read and to grow in our spiritual lives. So make it easier for you to do and make use of small bits of time. All right. The third simple way to grow closer to God that I want to mention, and now this comes from Father Mike Schmitz, um, Spend 15 minutes in mental prayer every day. So Father Mike Schmitz, um, I'm sure you know who he is, but if you don't, check him out at ascensionpresents.com. He's one of the podcasts um, over at Ascension, but also has a ton of video content. I love him because he's such a great and practical spiritual advisor. And this is very practical advice that he's sharing here. And some of us feel like, oh my gosh, I can't spend i can't commit to 15 minutes of mental prayer a day well i'm sorry but that's ridiculous i mean we make time for other things you know we do we make time for instagram we make time for whatever our favorite netflix is we make time for um you know sitting around talking with our friends or eating chocolate ice cream or you know we make time for things <laughs> so if if you really mean that you want a relationship with god I got news for you. You cannot pretend to have a relationship with somebody that you never talked to. Just a fact. Sorry, fact of life, you know? Um, yeah, God's not going anywhere. He's faithful and He loves you and He will wait for you all the years that you ignore Him. But if you really mean that you want to grow in your spiritual life, you have to talk to Him. And um, I, I loved, and I'll, I'll try to find it because I, I just happen to hear it like you know some of father mike's um podcasts that are ascension presents are really just the audio from some of his youtube so they're pretty quick um and it came up in my feed recently when i was on a long drive and i so i wasn't able to kind of bookmark it but i'm going to try to find it for you where he talks about this idea of um spending 15 minutes a day in mental prayer he had other other things too i think it's all very helpful so i'll try to find it it's a real short podcast that he shared but what he was saying was Um, You know, in your regular life, like your relationship and in your marriage, perhaps, you at the end of the day, this is normal. You um, ask your spouse about their day and you listen. And then when they're done sharing, they ask you about your day and you talk and they listen. Like, that's how relationships work. So um, important to realize that God isn't looking for some crazy otherworldly kind of foreign relationship with you. He meets us where we are. He knows we're human. Jesus is fully human and fully God. So have a relationship with him on a human level in the ways that human beings connect with one another. So yeah, that means um 15 minutes of mental prayer could look like seven and a half minutes of sitting quietly and listening, right? listening to what God might be wanting to put into your heart, thinking about Jesus and opening your heart to him, um, and listening to what he might want to share with you. And seven and a half minutes of telling him, you know, what you're struggling with, what you're worried about, what's on your mind, what um, problems you're dealing with. Because guess what? He cares about them. Sometimes we put God on this lofty pedestal and for sure he's you know out of our league a thousand million unbelievable infinite number of times but he's a personal God what a beautiful gift that is that he loves us deeply personally intimately on a human level so much so that he became a human being because he wants to connect with us in that deeply personal intimate real way that we can know and understand so don't, don't put God in this this foreign place. Don't, you know, put put him in um, some unreachable place. Connect with him on a human level in a basic way. I, I think it's such a beautiful gift. And yet sometimes we kind of fall prey to that idea of making God or even, you know, making Jesus the man like a storybook character that we don't truly seek to connect with. So 15 minutes of mental prayer can look like that. Seven and a half minutes of listening seven and a half minutes of sharing what's on your mind. Um, And you you spend 15 minutes a day that way, you're going to grow in your relationship with God. You know, there's no way around it. You definitely will. So give that a try and let me know how it goes for you. All right, the last thing I want to mention, and we've talked about this before, is an examination of conscience every day at the end of the day before going to bed. So in Ignatian spirituality, they call this an examine. Um, So really what this means is, At the end of your day, before you go to sleep, and you could do this while you're lying in bed, but the danger there is that you're going to fall asleep without having really done it or you're going to get distracted. Um, So really, ideally, before you go, um, before you turn out the lights and close your eyes, but um, however you're able to manage it, just thinking through your day. You know, we're taught to do this before confession, right? Right do an examination of conscience. Well, why wait until confession? I mean, you'll be so much better at it at confession time if you make a habit of doing this every day. You're going to get to know your flaws. You're going to get to know what your real challenges are. So every day before bed at some point, and this isn't something that has to take a ton of time. You could do it in two minutes. You know, say a prayer to the Holy Spirit. I find that's really helpful. Um, asking to see the truth about yourself and see the truth about your day. And then kind of walk yourself mentally through your day, through your Interactions with other people through your own actions, your own thoughts, your own focuses, and see where you got it right and where you got it wrong, and you know, ask the Holy Spirit to open your heart to knowing those areas where you need to work, those areas where you're failing, um, not comfortable. Yeah, sure, but this is this is the hard work of growing in holiness. You know that that every one of us is called to do. So um, I find it's actually a really peaceful practice because. You know, whether you do this or not, or whether you ever go to confession or not, we have a need for it. We know, like it's built into us to know when we've done wrong. And um, that builds up. And this is a way of not allowing it to build up, you know, recognizing the things you've done wrong. Um, Maybe you'll realize, oh, I really need to go to confession about that thing or, you know, multiple things or whatever. But more often than not, you're probably just going to find yourself in, you know, those everyday um, smaller kinds of failures, smaller flaws, smaller sins, the things that we're in danger of kind of getting in the habit of or not even noticing anymore. Um, So this is a way to kind of focus yourself on those, not to let those kind of take hold in your life. So at the end of the day, just, walking through and realizing that where you know you did things wrong and then offering an act of contrition saying you're sorry to God for those things and resolving to do better the next opportunity that you have it's actually a very cleansing thing to do at the end of your day and I find it helps you to kind of have peace about your day at the end of your day and be able to kind of rest in God at the end of your day and um, you know, kind of look forward to the next day with hope even even in tough times. Um, just making a practice of that. Um, and it's not going to be about going to confession every time. Um, it's It's just about the everydayness and making sure you're aware of the things that might be holding you back, the things that might be getting in the way of you growing in your relationship with God. So those are my four simple ideas. So praying a morning offering, doing some spiritual reading on a regular basis spending 15 minutes in mental prayer and an examination of conscience every day at the end of the day before going to bed. Maybe you have some ideas for practical ways to you know, simply grow in your relationship with God, grow closer to God, I'd love to know what works for you. So email me your thoughts and your ideas and maybe thoughts about what I've shared here today at Danielle at DanielleBean.com or connect with me on Voxer or send me a voicemail in email. A lot of you, I mean, you know how to do a voice memo on your phone. You can just send me that or you can go to DanielleBean.com and click leave Mail. I think it says voicemail. Yeah, not feedback, Um, voicemail. And that you can just leave one there without any special equipment. It'll just take you to a page where you can very easily record your message. And then I could include your voice on a future episode of Girlfriends. I'd love to be able to do that. Hey, Danielle, it's Melissa in Indiana. Um, I listened to the podcast last night as I was grocery shopping. So you kept me company while I was shopping last night um i just wanted to say i'm kind of interested to see how your omnipotent study goes online i'm actually starting next week a bible study that we're doing via skype so um i don't know it's it's kind of an interesting concept to do it you know online and you know just instead of being face to face in the church so i'm just i'm just curious to see if yours hopefully goes as well as, as ours does and um like you said, another great podcast this week. I hope you're doing well. Thanks so much. Thanks for that, Melissa. Um, Yeah, the Momnipotent Study is continuing. We keep meeting on Wednesday nights. We've met twice now with a group of about nine women and me, and it's been going great. I really love the opportunity to connect with other women about some of these topics that are so near and dear to my heart. And um, really doing the study in this way has been very interesting. Um, For sure, it's limited in a way that meeting in person is not limited. I think meeting in person is the ideal. If you're going to be um, doing a study or, you know, trying to foster friendships or connections among women, there's just a, a little bit of a space of a distance there when you're connecting online that doesn't exist in person. You know, we're, we're human beings. We have bodies and souls and our bodies matter and our physical presence matters. Um, so it's, It is important to get together in person with other women, but that doesn't mean there's not a place for these online studies and online connections and communications. I think they're wonderful. And um, this has been a great opportunity for me to kind of dive back into those momnipotent topics that I love and that are so important to me. And it's kind of nice because this is a mix of women, um, you know, from a lot of different experiences. So a lot of the things they share, I really can learn a lot from. Um, And I think. that that really is the value about us getting together as women, sharing about topics that matter you know the stuff that really matters our, our faith lives our families our relationships our work the things that we we care about and that we focus on every day so sharing about those from all of our unique perspectives I think is a really valuable thing for us to do as women um, women of different ages of different generations I find that even in my own personal life it's wonderful to have women who are in my same age group going through pretty much the same life stage as I am there's definitely camaraderie support that comes from that but then women who are younger than I am at at an earlier stage in their family lives or even just getting married um, or women who are further ahead you know full-on grandmas and great grandmas and um, I find it's really just a beautiful thing to see among those relationships and among those different kinds of friendships that um, I have just the broad spectrum of the feminine experience. And it really does highlight those things that we have in common, those things we all struggle with, those things we all love and cherish. And, um, and also those ways in which we're different, we're beautifully different. And, uh, it's really, so that's one of the the benefits I think of getting together, whether it's online for a Bible study or for momnipotent or in person in your parish, just, you know, if, if you don't have that in your life, I really want to encourage you to seek it out, to make it happen. If you're interested in Momnipotent, which is in, you know, kind of put together way, like you don't have to put a lot of effort into the planning, um, you know, if you want to do a Momnipotent group, you can go to momnipotentstudy.com and you can find out more about that study. Um, I think you can order a free... You know everything packaged so you can thoroughly check it out to see if it's a good fit for you and your parish. Um, I think maybe a parish representative needs to be the one to order it if you want to do that, but kind of a nice way to thoroughly check out the program and see if you like it, see if um, it might be a good fit for you and your community. If you have a women's group um, or if you're getting together with other women, even in an informal way, in a way that you find edifying, I'd love to hear about it. So send me an email or connect with me on social media. I I would love to hear about ways in which getting together and sharing with other women is blessing you on a regular basis. So thanks for the the voicemail, Melissa, and I hope your Bible study goes great. Mm Okay, next up this week, I heard from Kirsten who emailed, she says, please keep talking about fitness on your podcast even though I still have not listened to you and started to exercise regularly I know I need to and I want you to keep reminding me or is it just that I like that Catholic guilt <laughs> my problem is finding the time I work part-time I have four kids ages 2 to 13 and even though I start every day with the best of intentions the day always gets away from me before I get any exercise in do you have any advice or even some more guilt that you want to give me Kirsten well Kirsten uh I <laughs> First of all, no, I don't want to lay on any guilt, but I, I like that you appreciate the podcast, even though um, the, the fitness elements of the podcast, even though you're not applying those to your life yet. Um, but okay, so a couple of things I, I thought about when I read your email, just two things. First of all, you're mentioning the day getting away from you. Yup, that's going to happen every single day. I mean, I know it happens for me every single day. And I really want to encourage you to think about possibly now you mentioned a two year old, so maybe this isn't going to work for you. Um, Exercising first thing in the morning. Uh, You know, I've shared before on the show that, you know, in the past year, I started doing that. Um, It became more possible for me, because I wasn't doing rides first thing in the morning, uh, like I was previously. And I kind of found myself with an hour before anybody really needed me in the morning, I'd get up, see Dan off to work, see some of the kids off to school, and boom, had an hour before anybody else was going to get up. Um, So that worked out great and kind of got me in that habit of exercising first thing. Like, for example, I'm recording this on Monday morning, and it feels weird. Um, it's, It's pretty early in the morning, and it feels weird that I'm not working out in whatever way um right now but i'm i'm doing that because i want to get this podcast done um but so it became a habit for me in the past year and even though we're not in school right now we're kind of out of that routine i'm still you know getting up in the morning um with dan when he's leaving for work and whatnot and uh, i it's just a great opportunity for me to have that time where nobody is going to distract me and what i found was so valuable about it after years trust me years of fighting this because i'm not naturally a morning person um, I, I found it was so valuable because uh, you know I spent years where I was always trying to get a run in always trying to get a workout in in the middle of my day sometimes even like at 9:30 at night because it was the only time and I'd be like running on the treadmill and that's not ideal like I don't think that is conducive to a good night's sleep um, but so I, and I, what I found in those those years where I was always you know trying to work out in the day, I I was fairly successful at it, but it was such a stressor for me. This has been the number one thing, and you know that could be a real obstacle for somebody. Like it becomes a stressor. Like, can I fit in my run there? Can I fit it in there? Can I fit in my workout in this you know little bit of time between these two obligations? Um, I found it was so stressful. And um, if it if fitness is already an obstacle for you before you've started. You don't want to pick something, you know, a time of day that's going to make it extra stressful for you. That's just a further obstacle to getting started on it. So, um, try first thing in the morning. I don't know if you can possibly do it because I don't know what your schedule's like, but if there's any way you could do it, I found it such a relief to me, like no brainer. That's when it happens. I don't even try to negotiate with myself because that's the other thing that happens in the day, right? You'll be like, I set aside this time for my workout, but oh, all these other things are pretty important too. And before you know it, you're doing those things instead. Um, I guess I'm too tired to argue with myself first thing in the morning and I just get get out there and do it. Um, so you might consider a way to possibly do it first thing in the morning. I cannot emphasize what a blessing it has been and what a relief it has been for me over the past year to be in that habit. And um, I just think it's been really personally very beneficial um, toward getting regular fitness in. But the other thing I thought of was maybe, you you know, you've got this, this mental Uh, block on starting a fitness program and feeling guilty about it because you know it's important and you recognize it's important, but yet you're not making the time. And oh, it's this vicious cycle of just round and round thinking and beating yourself up. Well, maybe you don't have to be thinking about fitness in quite that way. Like I need to get in, you know, 45 minutes of whatever it is that you're looking to do. Maybe it doesn't have to be that way. Maybe start even smaller than that. Maybe look at your day and look at the times when you're sedentary. Look at the times when you're sitting down, for the most part, um, when you're not doing anything, whether it's because you're, you're working, um, or it's because you're relaxing, or whatever it is. Look for those times in your day when you're normally sedentary and look to replace them with activity. Whether it's um, after work time that you tend to kind of lie around on the couch and hang out with your kids, replace that with going for a walk with your kids. Or if there's a time in the day where you're, um, you know, on email and you're sitting at a desk, then maybe stand up during that time. Or if like, you know, the time before dinner or something is a time when you're just sitting and either reading or on social media or whatever it is, um, maybe decide that that's a time when I'm going to, before I allow myself to do that, run up and down the stairs two times. You know, whatever it is, just starting really small rather than trying, having this overwhelming idea of I need to fit in fitness, like this big block of time. It it may not require any more time. It may just require looking at your day and starting where you are. And you know, in the episode where I talked about adding more movement to your day, it is absolutely true that the more you move, the more you want to move, the more it feels good, and it's going to become a part of what you do. And you might just find yourself finding the time for a longer walk or fitting in a strength training exercise or whatever it is. Um, So I hope that's helpful to you, Kirsten, and maybe others have ideas to share on fitting in fitness or the ways in which to kind of get around our own mental games that we play with ourselves, especially with regard to fitness, because it sounds like you might be playing some. <laughs> anyway, um, if other people have thoughts to share on that fitting in fitness, you can email me danielle at daniellebean.com or connect with me on Voxer or social media or go to daniellebean.com and click leave voicemail. I'd love to hear from you. And now before we go, I do want to thank all of you who support the Girlfriends podcast through Patreon. Patreon's a simple system that allows you to pledge as little as a dollar per episode to show your appreciation and all important support of Girlfriends. And it really does encourage me to continue to produce the show week after week. So thank you to those of you who support the show in that way. For those of you who don't yet support through Patreon, you might want to consider doing it. One of the benefits of being a Patreon supporter is that you get an invitation to participate in our monthly video chats that I call girlfriends live and I would love for you to be a part of that I also want to thank Ascension Press for partnering with me to bring you this podcast you can check out all of their podcasts and other cool sources of Catholic media that will entertain and educate you about your Catholic faith at ascensionpresents.com and lastly thank you Thank you just for being here, for showing up, and for sharing this time with me here at Girlfriends. I'm so grateful for your presence and your participation here, so thank you for that. And until next time, I hope you enjoy your day, and God bless your week. Girlfriends is a DanielleBean.com production. Know your worth. Find your joy.